Radio Israfil. Radio Israfil. Radio Israfil. You are listening to Radio Yisterova. you i greet you in the precious name of jesus christ our lord this is evangelist elmer addressing you from the studios of radio yesterday in cape town south africa and may the lord jesus christ bless you and may he be with you once again for those tuned in i would like to thank you for your continued support for the program and the platform and may the lord just continue to bless you and just keep on spreading the word out there about our local radio station you can download the app on the play store just punch in radio yesterday You can also follow and like our Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Beautiful song we just listened to. Yes, it speaks about biblical truths. 
God made promises and God keeps his promises. And the Bible says in Acts 2 verse 38, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and as many that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yes, Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall, If they take up serpents or drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 1 that they will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So that is biblical promises that we look to that God himself said and whatever God speaks it happens. We do not have to doubt, we do not have to hesitate but we can fully take what God says. We can take God at his word. We can stand upon the word of God. It is better to stand upon the word than to stand upon the earth or in heaven because the bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall never pass away so god's word is infallible god's word is unchangeable god's word is miraculous and god has more respect for his own word than he has for his name the bible says that god has exalted his name uh, his word above all his name so we're just so grateful for the word of almighty god now may the lord bless you and may be with you for those of you that have your bibles already you can turn with me please this morning to the book of leviticus leviticus chapter number 10 we shall read from verse 1 and nadab and abihu the sons of aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Yes, there is a blessing when you just read the word. The Bible says in the Revelation chapter 1, that blessed are those that hear, and also those that do or keep the things that are written in this book. So we are just blessed already by reading the word of God. And it is so important that we must read the word of God. It is only when we read and verify for ourselves that we can come to the knowledge of the truth. It is only when we examine or search the scriptures ourselves that we can be enlightened and know what it actually says. And we're grateful for God for giving us his word. Yes, the word of God is truth. Jesus said, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is the truth. The Bible says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. So God's word is the truth and we stand upon his word. God's word cannot change and God also cannot change his mind about his word. Whatever God spoke, that he fulfills. And we're just grateful for the word of God. So this morning's chapter or passage is about Nadab and Abihu, which were sons of Aaron. And they did something that they were not supposed to do. And they offered strange fire unto the Lord. Now firstly to give you a background, the book of Leviticus is the book that is dedicated to the Levitical priesthood. Now to understand the Levitical 
priesthood, we need to trace back who the Levites were. The Levites were the descendants of a son of Jacob by the name of Levi. So Levi was a son of Jacob. And the Bible speaks about Levi being predestinated in the book of Hebrews that while he was yet in the loins of Abraham, which was his his great-grandfather or his grandfather, his great-grandfather, we see the Bible says that he paid tithes unto God already back then. So God chose him by predestination. Yes, God chose him by predestination. And God chose his descendants also by predestination. God knew who they were going to be and what they were going to choose. God knew everything about them before they were even born. And God chose specifically the descendants of Levi, which are the tribe of Levi, to minister as priests before him. Now we know that Levi had also other siblings, and they were all the children of Jacob. So Jacob is the man who wrestled with God in the book of Genesis, and God then changed his name to Israel. And when God changed his name to Israel, he became a prince with God. But now we see when it comes to the priesthood that God did not choose every son of Israel or every son of Jacob's descendants to act as ministers or as priests. But God particularly chose the tribe of Levi, hallelujah, the Levites is what they were called. And this book of Leviticus is all about the priesthood. It is all about those that stand before God as ministers, as preachers of the word. And this was under the old covenant law. What God expected of them, how they were supposed to conduct themselves, how they were supposed to live, what they were supposed to do, and how God wanted things to be done. Now God doesn't want things to be done any way that we want it to be done. But God wants things to be done according to His will and according to His word. Hallelujah. And under the Levitical priesthood, God also required that many sacrifices had to be made. And there also had to be fire burned unto the Lord. Incense had to be burned unto the Lord. Sacrifices had to be made unto the Lord. But it had to go according to God's way of doing it hallelujah not according to someone else's way someone else's opinion somebody else's view but according to God's way of doing things and whenever people departed left or right from God's prescribed way of doing things they found themselves in trouble hallelujah so God did not accept any type of sacrifice or any type of fire but God commanded things to be in a certain way and here we see two sons of Aaron now Aaron also stemmed from the tribe of Levi and his sons obviously as well. And we see here they got out of line. They got out of step. And the Bible says that they offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. So here we see ministers doing something that they were not supposed to do. Something that God had not commanded. The Bible says that they offered strange fire unto the Lord, which he commanded them not. 
And this is a vital lesson that we can draw from this morning. That God doesn't want things the way we think it should be done. But God wants things the way that He commands it to be done. We refer to God as being Lord. And in the Greek language, the word Lord means Kyrios. Yeah. Kyrios means He is the ruler. And when He is the ruler, He commands. As the Lord, He commands. So He doesn't ask you but he commands you hallelujah and when the commander in chief speaks the army needs to fall in line and they need to listen to the commands of the commander in chief so god is a certain command yes but here we see them doing something which god had not commanded yes and god was not pleased with this and the bible says and they went out fire from the lord and devoured them and they died before the lord this is how serious god is about things that are to be done according to his way and not our ways yes and they did something that they were not supposed to do and this got them in trouble right there on the spot yes offering strange fire unto the lord now, as we said that God wants things to be done His way. And many times people come on the scene and they try to do things their way. Even when it comes to something as plain as worship. God doesn't want to be worshipped in any way that people feel that they want to worship. But the Bible makes it very plain. In John 4 verse 24, God is a spirit and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. God does not receive any other worship otherwise than what is done in spirit and in truth. God is able to reject also worship of some. The Bible makes this very plain. If you go into the book of Mark chapter 7, God was rebuking the people of Israel and He was telling them, In vain do you worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. And God was openly rebuking them that they were worshipping Him in vain. So it is possible to worship and to worship in the wrong way. If we are worshipping via the doctrine or the commandments of men, we are not pleasing unto God. If we worship according to the traditions of men, we are not worshipping according to the worship that God expects of us. Yes. Now we see throughout the Bible there were worshippers. But there were at times where God rejected the worship of the worshippers because it was not according to His will. We see right in the book of Genesis chapter number 4 that there were two brothers and both of them were very religious. The one was Cain and the other one was Abel. And we see that both of them worshipped God. Both of them believed God. And both of them brought sacrifices unto God. And we see in Genesis chapter 4 how that Cain, which was the eldest, how did he brought some of the crops of the harvest of the vegetables and offered unto the Lord. But then we see his brother, his sibling Abel, offering of the fat of the ram, yes, of the firstborn. And the Bible says that God accepted Abel's offer, but God rejected Cain's offer. Yes, it is possible that God can reject offerings, that God can reject worship, if it is not done according to God's way. Now Abel, by revelation, by faith, hallelujah, he offered a more supreme or a better sacrifice unto God. 
able. Yes, you can read this in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than that of Cain. So when God wants to be worshipped, it needs to come by faith. Hallelujah. God is pleased by faith. God is moved by faith. The Bible says so in the book of Hebrews 11 verse 6, that God without faith, without faith it is impossible to please God. And many times people try to do things their way. Now if we lived in the days of Cain and Abel, we could have said that Cain's sacrifice looked much better. It was more beautifully decorated. It was much better if you look at it. It just seemed more pleasing. And if you looked at Abel's sacrifice, many people would have been disgusted maybe and say, but how can he slaughter an animal and sacrifice the fat and let the blood flow and stuff? But when God looks at things, God does not look to the outward appearance. And God looks to the inside. Hallelujah. God looks to the intentions of the heart. God looks beyond what man can see. God looks to the inside man. Hallelujah. And God discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God knows what you're thinking. God knows what you're saying. God knows what you're doing. Nothing can be hidden from the face of him with whom we have to do. Hallelujah. And we see also in Isaiah chapter 1, how did God rebuke the nation of Israel? And God told them that their sacrifices became as a stench in his nostrils because they were totally off course. They were off track. They were not living according to the way God wanted them to live. And although they were sacrificing, it was not pleasing unto God. And the Bible also says that obedience is better than sacrifice. God is more pleased if we obey Him than if we disobey Him. God is more pleased if we obey Him than we would give all the sacrifices that can be made. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 15, how that God was displeased with Saul. They tried to bring sacrifices unto the Lord, but Samuel the prophet rebuked him and told him that the, the Lord is not pleased with that. He's more pleased with obedience than the fat of rams and of uh, the blood of bulls and all these things. God is pleased by obedience. Hallelujah. And that is another example that we can draw from to see how that there are people that can sacrifice and that can worship, but then their worship can be out of line. Their worship can be away from the word and it can be displeasing unto the creator and God can reject such sacrifices. And to go back to our introductory passage in Leviticus chapter 10, we see that these ministers, these men, Nadab and Abihu, they offered strange fire before the Lord. Yes. Now the word of God is like a fire. We read about this in the prophet Jeremiah. How the Jeremiah went through many difficulties and depression and sorrow and heartache because of the word of God. And how did people reviled him and rejected him? But with Jeremiah the prophet, we see him declaring that the word of God 
burned as a fire in his bones. So the word of God is likened unto fire. Hallelujah. The pure word of God is like fire that purges and cleanses and purifies. Now we know the Holy Spirit is also represented as fire, but the word of God in itself also, as Jeremiah said, it burns as fire in your bones. Yes. Now when the fire is pleasing unto God, it is the true word of God that is being preached. It is the fire which God has commanded. But here we see these sons of Aaron offering strange fire. And the Bible clearly says, which he commanded them not. They were doing something. They were sacrificing fire. They were burning fire that God commanded them not. And when we draw it into the church world today, if we pull it over into the New Testament era, we see that the Lord commanded certain things. Yes. And if we go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 28, we see that Jesus spoke to the disciples and he told them, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So here we see Jesus telling the disciples to go and teach the nations to observe all things whatsoever he has commanded. Hallelujah. And if we go into the book of Acts chapter 1, or we can go to Luke chapter 1 first, where the Bible speaks about the word, hallelujah, the word of life. Let's turn rather to Acts chapter 1 first. We can come back to the book of Luke. So in Acts chapter 1, the Bible says something about Jesus and his disciples. Yes, it says in verse 2 of Acts chapter 1, Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So here we see that Jesus physically first spoke to them and told them to teach the nations to observe all things whichever he commanded them. And here we see he also through the Holy Ghost gave commandments. The key word is the commandments whatsoever the Lord had commanded. And that is really where we see the difference. That is where the line gets drawn between those that please God and that don't please God. We see that those that offered strange fire, it was fire which the Lord did not commanded them. And if we go into the New Testament, we see that the Lord commanded the disciples, which he also called his apostles. He commanded them certain things. And it's very important that we must compare that which we have today, whether it is in agreement with, what's the, with what the Lord had commanded the apostles. Because only then is it pleasing unto the Lord. Because with the apostles, the Lord says in the book of Luke chapter 10, as well as in the book of John chapter 13, and also Matthew chapter 10, Whosoever receives one that I sent receives me, and he that receives me receives the one who sent me. He told his apostles, he that rejects you rejects me, and he that rejects me rejects the one that sent me. So it is something that we should really bear in mind. We should not let it slip for a moment. 
the things that the Lord had commanded. Hallelujah. The things that the Lord had commanded is the fire that the Lord had commanded, is the word that the Lord commanded. And we see that the very first church in the book of Acts, the Bible speaks about them in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. That is how the first church operated. They operated on the commandments. Hallelujah. That the Lord gave unto the apostles. Hallelujah. And the apostle Paul also gave an explicit warning to the church. Yes, he gave an explicit warning to the church in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now them that are such we command and exhort you by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Now the apostle was giving a commandment in verse 6. Now we command you brethren in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walk of this orderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. So this is very important to take note of that the early church they were based, they were built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That is according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. And here we see the apostle even giving a warning that we should withdraw from those that don't walk according to the commandment that was received by the apostles. So the apostles had the original commandment of Christ. They had the fire from the Lord. They had what the Lord had commanded them to preach. And we see that those that came afterwards and preached something contrary to what the apostles had preached, not only do they place themselves under a curse according to Galatians chapter 1, but the same are also comparable to those in Leviticus 10 that offered strange fire unto the Lord, strange teachings, strange doctrines, strange traditions. And Jesus even was warning his disciples in the gospel according to Matthew. He warned them against the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they thought he spoke of the leaven of bread. But the Bible says that later they understood. Then they understood that he spoke of the doctrine of the Pharisees, of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the teaching or the leaven of the Sadducees is the same as the strange fire. It is things that the Lord has not commanded. Yes, and it is things that the Lord himself rejects. And we see that the anger of the Lord was kindled. The Bible says, And they went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. This is how serious the matter is when it comes to the preaching of the word. That we should make sure that the fire that is being offered unto God, yes, that that fire, yes, it is which the Lord has commanded. Let us preach what the apostles were preaching. They were telling the people to repent. They were telling the people about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they were telling the people to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The apostles were not teaching people how to get money through the Bible. The apostles were not teaching people about wealth lessons through the Bible. But the apostles were preaching the commandment 
of the Lord. Hallelujah. They were telling people about what the Lord has done, about his death, about his burial, about his resurrection. <coughs> they were telling the people about the breaking of the bread which is the Lord's Supper. They were telling the people about the things which the Lord had commanded them to observe. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 1, that though we or an angel from heaven comes and preaches another gospel, different than the one that we've already preached, let him be accursed. So that is how stern the warning is, that we should not preach anything else. Yes, but we should stick with what is commanded by the Lord through his apostles in his word. Now we're going to take a break quickly. We're going to listen to a song quickly. After the broadcast, we'll return to this morning's message of strange fire before the Lord. God bless you. You are listening to Radio Yesterova. Our station, our talent, our people. Our 
God bless you and welcome back to this morning's broadcast of the message of the hour. So we're speaking this morning about strange fire, which the Bible records in Leviticus chapter 10 about Nadab and Abihu, which were the sons of Aaron, that were taking their senses and they put fire therein and incense, and they offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And this really... Uh, made a reaction from the side of God to such an extent that God literally destroyed these men. God wiped them off. And it was displeasing unto the Lord, the strange fire. And this strange fire, as we said, the true fire is the word of God. Hallelujah. As Jeremiah says, it burns like a fire in my bones, the word of God. And the strange fire is definitely the strange word. The strange teaching, the strange doctrine, which the Lord has not commanded. Yes. Now the true fire is which the Lord has commanded. Hallelujah. The true fire, the fire that was burning in Jeremiah's bones and in every other minister of the gospel's bones and heart. It is the true word of God which he has commanded them to preach. Hallelujah. And we see that the Lord gave commandments to the apostles. Yes. The Lord gave them the commandments and they took these commandments so serious that even Paul relayed the gospel. And he said that though anyone else comes and preaches another gospel different than the one that we have already preached, let him be accursed. So that is how serious the matter is when it comes to when it comes to the fire that needs to be offered unto the Lord. It needs to be the right fire. Hallelujah. And the only way that we know it's the right fire is if it compares with the word of God. Now, firstly, we see when it comes to the fire, there's first the true fire and then there is the strange fire. There, is, there was first the original and then there is the duplicate. Hallelujah. And so it was also in the days of the apostles. They had the original. They had the true word. And after they went off the scene, even while they were on the scene, they were already those that were creeping in. And the Bible says in Acts 20 verse 28, Paul addressing the elders of Ephesus and telling them that after his departures, his departure, there will be ravenous wolves that will come in and that will not spare the flock. And it will be men that will draw disciples after themselves, speaking strange and perverse things. Hallelujah. The same as Jesus warned his disciples about the, the leaven of the Pharisees. It was strange and perverse things. And also the fire that Nadab and Abihu was offering. The Bible says it was strange fire. Hallelujah. And the word of God runs parallel. Hallelujah. We can take one verse and we can compare it with the next verse. And then we can see the complete picture. Hallelujah. And we should really be so careful. Yes. Careful to what we listen to. Careful to what we accept except in our hearts because not everything is acceptable unto the Lord just as not every worship is acceptable unto the Lord also every teaching is not acceptable unto the Lord and we're living in a day and age where people walk after everything they walk after signs and wonders they walk after every strange teaching but this should not be the case we should not be running after signs and wonders, but the signs and wonders should be running after us. It should follow us. Jesus says in the book of Mark, chapter number 16, he says these words, And these signs shall follow them that believe. 
Not they shall follow the signs, but the signs shall follow them. Now signs, wonders and miracles have never been a, a major. The word of God, the Bible is the major. God gives the signs, wonders and miracles to prove his word, to vindicate his word, to confirm his word. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter or Mark chapter 16 that the Lord confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Hallelujah. The Lord confirmed the word. So there are true signs, wonders and miracles. But the Bible gives us an explicit warning in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 13 about false prophets. The Bible says that even if they do signs and wonders, and even if they prophesy and the thing comes to pass, but if they tell you, come and let us follow other gods, let us follow strange gods, the Bible condemns such as being false prophets. And today there is so many impersonations. Today there is so many copycats. The Bible even speaks about it in 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Bible says, As Janus and Jambres, yes, withstood Moses, so these men withstand the truth. Now we see Moses coming on the scene firstly as the original, yes, as the one with the word of the Lord. And he speaks unto Pharaoh and he performs the signs, wonders and miracles. But then we see afterwards, there comes these magicians by the name of Janus and Jambres, and they come and duplicate what Moses had done. And we see one of the signs that God gave to Moses that he could take his staff, hallelujah, his staff. The staff speaks of the word, hallelujah. The staff is a symbol of authority, hallelujah. And God told Moses to take the staff in his hand, hallelujah. And it is that staff that was turned into a serpent, yes. And then we see the magicians coming and also doing the same, also making serpents. But the Bible says that the, the serpent of Moses, it swallowed up all those other serpents, hallelujah. So we see that the true word, it has the authority over the false word, hallelujah. It will consume and it will devour, yes. And so we see with Janus and Jambres being imposters, being impersonators, coming with something different. Now they also did supernatural stuff, just like Moses did supernatural stuff. But if we look particularly to Moses, what really distinguished him from Janus and Jambres is that he had the thus say of the Lord. He had the true word of God. He had the commandment of God. Janus and Jambres did not have this at all. They had the supernatural things happening. They were also doing signs, wonders and miracles. And we see that they were actually opposing Moses. Yes, they were in opposition to Moses. But we see that the serpent of Moses swallowed up, hallelujah, the rod of Moses swallowed up those other rods or those other serpents. Yes, and as we mentioned, the rod speaks of authority, hallelujah. When a shepherd goes with his rod, it is that rod that really gives him power, yes, to really lead the sheep, yes. And that is what the rod is about. It is about that power and authority of the word of God, yes. And there are many imposters today. There are many impersonators that do not have the rod of the Lord, the staff of the Lord, hallelujah. Psalm 23, the Bible speaks about it, that thy staff, hallelujah, and thy rod, they Comfort me. It is the word of God that brings comfort into the heart of a believer. Hallelujah. It comforts us. It guides us. It leads us. 
Now, many times a shepherd uses that rod to beat the sheep so that he can, he can really lead them in the right direction. And the word of God also sometimes comes in the form of a beating, of a correction, yes, of a rebuke. And the same rod is what also beats the wild animals away, that beats the wolves away, that beats all these strange creatures that can eat up the sheep. It beats them away. And that is what the true word of God does. It beats the false prophet away. It beats the false teacher away. It chases them and keeps them away from the sheep of God. Hallelujah. That is the power of the rod of the Lord. Hallelujah. God's staff, God's rod, which is his word. Hallelujah. And when God speaks, when God commands, hallelujah, then all the darkness goes away and the light breaks through. Hallelujah. When God speaks, all the diseases flee and healing breaks forth. When God speaks, your sins are forgiven and you receive forgiveness and everlasting life. That is the power and the authority of the rod of God, of the word of God. Yes. And we see that Moses had that. He had that rod. Yes. And his rod was more powerful than the rods or the serpents of those magicians. And so it is also today that the true word of God, the Bible, hallelujah, it is more powerful than any false teaching, than any false doctrine, than any false tradition. And it is able to devour all those things, to destroy it, hallelujah. Just as we see that the fire that came from the Lord, hallelujah, it devoured them that were offering the strange fire. And that is what the word of God will do each and every single time. So yes, let us take heed and let us beware of strange fire. Yes, strange fire which the Lord had not commanded. There is so many deception in the world today. We see people doing the most impossible things. We see in the church world how that people sometimes do things that are beyond comprehension. And these things are being presented as miracles. Many times there are those that try to tempt God by doing things such as maybe just playing with serpents or drinking poison or grass or whatever. They consume these things. And you know, the Bible makes it very plain that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It's written in the word. Now, if we find ourselves in a situation where we are encountered with poison or with a snake or whatever, then God will come through for the believer. He said so in Mark chapter 16. He will deliver us. If we take up serpents or drink any deadly thing, it will not harm us. But we should not tempt the Lord our God. The Bible says it. And even Satan was trying his luck with Jesus by telling him also to tell the stones to turn into bread. But Jesus said it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. He was also trying his luck with Jesus by telling him to, to cast himself off the, the roof of the temple. And uh, it is written that he shall send forth his angels and they shall protect thee so that you don't dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus told him it is written that thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And many times people are doing things that are crazy and they are trying to tempt God. And the Bible makes it very plain that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. God is able to deliver us in times of trouble and of difficulty. But let us bear in mind that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Let us not try and force ourselves in difficult situation to try and prove a point. 
God is able to prove himself. Yes, God proves himself by his word, by delivering his word exactly what he has promised and God brings it about at the right time. Hallelujah. But let us not tempt the Lord our God. Yes. Now this strange fire is a very problematic thing even in the church world today. We see things that are being taught that were not taught in Bible days. We see things that are being taught that was not taught in Bible days. And it is this strange fire that we should really be alert of and aware of. There are so many scammers in the world today under the cloak of religion. Yes, there are those that are very pious. There are those that are very sincere. There are those that follow God with a pure heart. But there are also scammers out there that entice and deceive the people. And the Bible gives us a warning about it. Yes, it gives us a warning in the book of Matthew chapter 24. That there shall arise many false prophets and many false Christs. And they shall do great signs and wonders if it were possible to deceive even the very elected. Now the word Christ, it means anointed one. The Bible says there shall arise many false Christs. And the Bible even says in Matthew 24 verse 5. That they shall come and they shall say, I am Christ. Yes, they shall come on the scene and say, I am anointed. And then it is these same ones, same ones that claim to be anointed that are deceiving many people. We are living in the last days where the Bible said these things shall be, that there shall be many false prophets and they shall deceive many people. So please, people, let us not be scammed by deceivers, but let us take what is written in the Bible, in the scripture, and let us verify. The Bible is called the light. The Bible says in Psalm 119, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a, a light unto my path. It is only the word of God that can shine in darkness. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says that we have the prophetic word with signs as a light in the darkness. Yes, so the prophetic word is what shines. The word of God is what shines and it exposes the darkness. Hallelujah. Let us not be fooled. Yes, the time of ignorance is over. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17, it says the following words that God has winked at the time of ignorance. Now people, we are living in the information age where each and every individual can inform him or herself about any matter. You can quickly open your computer, you can Google almost any, any topic that can be Googled and you can just verify things for yourself. Now the same with the Bible, you can open it up and you can verify for yourself whether these things are so. And that is the only way that you will know or be able to distinguish between what is truth and what is fiction. What is from God and what is not. But many times people blindly follow. They blindly follow anything that is being said. Anything that is being presented without checking the facts with the Bible. And that is how many people are being led astray by wolves in sheep's clothing. Those that come. Yes, they come in the name of Jesus and then they say, I am Christ. They don't say I'm Jesus because obviously you would know it's a scammer if somebody tells you 
I am Jesus. But they come in the name of Jesus and they say, I am the Christ, which means I am the anointed one. And they deceive many, many people with the strange fire, fire which the Lord had not commanded, the word which the Lord has not commanded. Now in today's time, there are many gospels being preached. And Paul was giving a warning in Galatians chapter 1. He said that there is no other gospel, but there are some that would pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, some that would pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now once again, the Apostle Paul summarized the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He said, that he delivered unto us as he also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel that Paul was preaching. And if you study and examine what Peter and James and John and all of them were preaching, they were all in agreement. And people, this might come through as something harsh, is something crude, but never in the Bible did God send somebody to tell you how to get money. And today there are many scammers out there like that. And the only ones that are benefiting is the ones that is receiving the money. Yes, but God never sent a prophet, an apostle, or anybody else to solicit for your money and at the end of the day to deceive you. And this is something that should really awaken you people, that you should go back in the Bible and see things that are written in the Bible, that you should believe the Bible, because the Bible alone is the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says there are some that would pervert the gospel of Christ. And how are they perverting the gospel of Christ? The Bible says that we should not add to the word and we should not take away from the word. That is the explicit warning in the book of Revelation chapter 22. We also have the warning in the book of Proverbs chapter 30 and also in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4 or chapter 6 where the Bible warns us that we should not add unto the word of God and we should not take away from the word of God. And so many times deception comes in like that by adding or taking away. That is how the devil originally deceived the woman in the garden of Eden. When he posed a question and asked her, Is it so that God has said you shall not eat of all the trees in the garden? And the woman said, Of all the trees in the garden we may eat freely, but of the tree which is in the middle of the garden we shall not eat thereof, we shall not touch it, because the day we eat thereof, that day we die. And then the serpent told the woman, You shall not surely die. And by simply adding the word not, by saying you shall not surely die. We see that's how deception crept into the world. When the word of God was being altered, when it was being changed, when it was being taken from its original meaning. And you know when it comes to the word of God, God interprets his own word. God speaks it and then God fulfills it. God is his own interpreter. Yes, God has a way of making his word come to pass. And we see that the devil was trying to explain to the woman, the word of God. When God said, you shall surely die, he said, you shall not surely die. And that is how he corrupted the word of God. That is how he perverted the word of God. The same applies today in the time that we are living in, that people are corrupting the word of God by adding or taking away from it. While we have the explicit warning that we should stay with that 
which is written. If it is not written, the Lord did not command it. And if the Lord did not command it, we should not preach it. And if we should not preach it, we should also not believe it. And the strange fire that was offered in the book of Leviticus, the Bible makes it very plain, it was strange fire which he commanded them not. They were offering fire that was not pleasing unto God. And we see that the wrath of God was unleashed upon these two men, Nadab and Abihu. And so it will also be with the false prophets and the false teachers that the wrath of God will be poured out upon them because they are the ones that are ultimately responsible for deceiving many people. Now it is very important what we listen to, yes. And it is very important what we believe because the eternal destination of our souls depends upon it hallelujah if you believe in jesus christ you can receive eternal life but the bible makes it very plain that if you do not believe in him that you shall be condemned what we believe is very important and we need to take it to heart we need to take it serious that what we are believing that we should make sure that we are believing the right thing. We cannot be believing anything, but we must believe God and we must believe His word. Many people say they believe in God, but then they don't believe His word. Now, such a belief is a false belief. You cannot truly believe God without believing what God has said in His word. Because the devil also believes in God and he knows that God exists. And we know that where the devil's end destination will be, his final destination. So it is not merely about confessing that you believe in God, but it is about believing what God has said in his word. Now, beloved, this message this morning was not the easy one to bring, but it also needs to be said. And it is written in the Bible about the strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And there's so many strange fire today. The same like worship. There's so many worship, but God says there are those that worship him in vain. God only accepts worship that is in truth and in spirit. God only accepts worship that is according to his word. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 12 that God commanded that wheresoever ye shall record his name, that is where people must worship him. And we know that God recorded his name in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 5, he says that I come in the name of my father. Hallelujah. I come in the name of my father. He came in the father's name. The father's name was in him. Hallelujah. And we worship God through Jesus Christ. Such a worship is accepting and pleasing unto him. Let us close our eyes. Dear Lord, thank you for giving me the privilege to speak this morning what you have commanded in your word. And now I pray that your word will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish the mission for which you sent it. It was the Apostle Paul that said, Shall I yet please men, or shall I please God? If I were yet to please men, I will not be the servant of Christ. Dear Lord, my aim is to please you and to speak what you commanded in your word. Now the word has been delivered to the people, Lord. May your spirit move. May you open the eyes of the blind. Help our poor people, Lord. Many are struggling out there, and there's so many scammers, Lord. I just pray that you will help the poor people to know the truth. And if they know the truth, I know that it will set them free. Bless each and every listener, Lord. Bless us and be with us. Lead us and guide us. Protect us in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
Now God bless you as I go off the air. We're going to listen to a song again. And then keep me in your prayers as I keep you also in my prayers. God willing, I will see you again. And God be with you and have a wonderful Sunday and the rest of the week. And you can contact me on 078-721-9991. 078-721-9991. God bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. You are listening to Radio Yesterova. Our station, our talent, our people. Hey Mr. Brown, feeling down? Listen to the leading internet radio station in Cape Town. Verpletter plezier, luister naar Radio Yesterova. Dat is ons station, onze talent en hele play lekker onze mensen. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me.
Hey there, music lovers. Looking for a place to find all your music needs? Well, look no further than Tom's, the heart of music. At our Tom's Heritage Square and Belleville stores, you can shop guitars, drums and percussion, studio and home recording equipment, pro audio and DJ equipment, pianos and keyboards. We're also the Western Cape's only authorized dealers of Gibson and Epiphone guitars. Come visit us at 65 Clayton Crust Street, Heritage Square, Cape Town, or 92 Edward Street, Tiger Valley, Belleville, and let our friendly and knowledgeable staff help you find what you need. Yeah, I'm going to die. 